mercy and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our text for this day is Isaiah chapter 5. Here again the part that reads, Let me sing my, for my beloved my song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard, a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it, and he hewed out a wine vat in it, and he looked for it to yield grapes. You may be seated. The pressure is on. Off to the press they go. The juice flows, and so starts the production of wine. The owner of the winery has great expectations. The Lord has cultivated his people, and he has great expectations of his people. A can of grape juice, a bottle of wine sitting on the shelf, each waiting for someone to enjoy it. Imagine the preparation, the care, the waiting. Think of the hours of the labor for the preparing of the soil and the planting of the vines. Then comes the pruning, the caring, and the waiting for the harvest. God has gone ahead and cared for his people. Like an owner who loved his vineyard, he invested heavily in them, expecting, especially, I should say, the messianic line, the line of David and his descendants. Like an owner who built a watchtower and put a wine vat in it. He is expecting a great harvest. And he waits and he waits. And what does he find? Wild grapes. Ooh, so sour. Ones that make your teeth set on edge. Isaiah, Isaiah's pungent puns make the point. Listen. The Lord looked for Mishpat, and behold, Mishpak. For Zedekah, and behold, Zedekah. Now what does that mean? The Lord looked for Mishpat, that was justice, and behold, Mishpak, bloodshed. For Zedekah, for Zedekah righteousness, and behold, Zedekah, outcry. God had expected his people, especially the sons of David, to be like fine wine. And what did he hear? But wine, W-H-I-N-E. God's expectations went out the window, and off to Babylon they went. However, the Lord did not give up on his people He still loved them, especially the line of David. He didn't leave his precious wine to wine in Babylon. He brought them back to the promised land. But did they stop whining? Did they stop producing sour grapes? No, many did not, but some did. There were those who still produced the fruits of faith, love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, and the list goes on. God's word was still working, caring and waiting for that one fruit to appear. David's son and David's Lord, Jesus the Christ. God had a plan that would still bear good fruit, and he arrived like out of dry ground. You know what it's like in North Dakota, especially the Red River Valley? 
what the soil is like? Yep, you can either grease your wheels with it or you can make bricks. When a heart is so hard, like a brick, and yet the Lord produces a vine that will grow. And again, the pressure was on. And what did God's people produce? A fine wine? The Lord had great expectations as Jesus walked this earth. And the Lord looked for Mishpat, but he found Mishpak. He looked for Zedekah, but behold, Zedekah. As the people of old killed the prophets, and so they hung the Son of God, their brother, on the tree. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me, the Son of God, whined in deadly pain? And you know why. For God had great expectations as his blood poured as wine upon the ground. For sinners had slain him, but he was slain for sinners, for you and for me. When we are under the pressures of life, what will we produce? Will the Lord see justice? Will he see righteousness? Or will he see bloodshed and outcry? You know, it's easy for us to get angry at those who don't give us what they want. It is easy for us to cry, you know what, that's just unfair. It's easy for us to seek revenge. And yet our Lord, our brother, said from the cross, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. For our Lord has great expectations for us, He's calling us to faith in the gospel and to continue in it. The gospel is the blood of Jesus Christ given like fine wine for sinners. His blood for sinners like you and me. And His blood covers. Covers us totally. Each sin, every one of them, it covers our old sinful nature. For the Lord has high expectations of what this covering of his blood will produce, the word of his forgiveness goes out and he looks for the fruits of the gospel. There will be those who don't understand, those who have no use for forgiveness, who will despise it like the people of old. They will continue producing bloodshed and outcries. Oh, remember the outcry from Sodom and Gomorrah, which the Lord himself had heard. And the Lord sent divine visitors to Lot to visit with him. The men of the town knocked on the door and demanded relationships with them. Lot even goes so far as to offer his daughters. How could people, especially a father who knew the Lord, do such things? And yet, much the same is happening in our own time, killing off the next generation with abortions and a warped sense of sexual orientation. That which was good is twisted to death.
that what sin is, twisted good. Sin takes what is good and changes things like Isaiah's puns from Mishpat to Mishpak, from Zedekah to Zedekah. But what of you, O people of God, you who have been baptized into Christ, you are declared choice vines planted carefully in the body of Christ, and there will be pressures, and you have experienced those pressures for you to conform to this world with its twisted sense of good. But you are in his church, and things have changed to good. For all things work for the good of those who love him, whom he has called according to his purpose. And soon the, the supper will be offered, and you know it as a holy communion. For here the bread and the wine are offered after you hear, this is my body, this is my blood. And Paul reminds us, it is the Lord's death that you proclaim. The Lord's death. A terrible injustice a mishpak that becomes now zedekah, not only righteousness, but your righteousness. And zedekah, that Jesus outcried, now becomes mishpat, God's justice for you. Here among God's people, Jesus takes our warts, our hurts, our damage are all and forgives them, taking them as wild grapes and declaring you to be a part of his choice vine, Jesus Christ. For he is the vine and you are the branches that we should bear good fruit. For the Lord has high expectations for you and for me. For he will take our sins and our hurt and bend them to his way, making mishpak, mishpat, zedekah, zedekah. One Sunday afternoon, after a pastor had lunch and decided to go ahead and take the time to clean the gutters in his house. He had set up the ladder, got out the hose, and started spraying it down, and he came to this one part, and poof! blood, excuse me, mud all around. Well, well, the name of Jesus Christ came out. And who should be standing there but his neighbor who had come out? Yep. The pastor, seeing the neighbor, climbed down the ladder and hightailed it into the house. As he was cleaning up, he realizes the consequences of what he had done. So he went out to his neighbor and said, as you know, he said, I'm a pastor. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, a little frustrating up there, isn't it? Yes, he said, the pastor. 
The pastor said, will you forgive me? I have not been a good witness. Oh, don't worry about it. You know, all of us have bad days some days. No, the pastor said, for my witness to you, I need your forgiveness. And the neighbor forgave him. When you see that little piece of bread and that taste of wine and you hear the body and blood given for you, think of all the preparation, the care, and the waiting that the Lord has done to make this happen and to happen for us. Think of the great reversal from death to life, all for the forgiveness of sins, for our sins, for our neighbor's sin, for the sins of the world. This is his love poured out into you. And he loves you that much. And he has high expectations. Amen. Now the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.